Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio, the show that builds up the body of Christ one day at a time through the sharing of inspiring stories and experiences and from the great advice from our team of spiritual directors. My name is Patrick Conley. I'm in for Josh Raymond today. Always happy to jump in when needed on a great show like The Inner Life. And when I'm not on air here, you can find my local relevant radio show for the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis over at Practicing Catholic Show. Com. Well, before we jump into the ten, com- or excuse me, the uh, the topic for today, I do want to mention about the Ten Commandments. Uh, Josh is back next week. He's going to be talking with uh, a well-known figure here on Relevant Radio, Father Matthew Spencer. A three-day series, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week, March twenty-eighth, twenty-ninth, and thirtieth all on the Ten Commandments, the Decalogue. So they're going to be diving in, and I wanted to just encourage you to plan on tuning in to The Inner Life on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week to hear Josh and Father Matthew Spencer on the Ten Commandments. Now, back to today. I'm sure many of you are aware that staple practices of this holy season of Lent are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Yesterday, we had a great hour with Father Dave Heaney on sacrifice, wherein we touched a bit on Lenten fasting. Well, today, we're going to dive deeper into prayer, and specifically, praying with the Scriptures. Now, do you incorporate the Scriptures regularly into your own prayer life? Maybe you have some questions on how to effectively pray with the Scriptures, or even how to get started praying with the Scriptures. Well, that's all good for our spiritual director Today, guiding our thoughts and discussion, Father Ethan Southard, who is a priest of the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, pastor of St. John Hughes Church in Chatsworth, California, and he enjoys spending time in nature in both the mountains and at the beach. Father Ethan, good to have you with us. Welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, thank you so much. It's it's great to be with you, and and welcome uh, to the inner life as well, Patrick. Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be it's good to be on here again. And uh, yeah, I I'm a little jealous when you say you get to spend time uh, both on the the mountains and the beach, as many Californians do have that opportunity. I just want to tell you right now in Central Wisconsin, it's snowing. Yeah. It, oh my so. gosh. <laughs> I'm guessing you're not well, getting much of that right now. <laughs> no, it was close to 90 degrees yesterday. It was nice oh. and sunny. Although right. in in Chatsworth, where where I'm located, it does get pretty windy. Okay. So uh, we, you know, it's not all all uh, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, you know, whatever the Lord sends us, we'll accept. Hopefully, with some degree of gratitude as well, because it's all a gift from Him, right? Amen. Well, as we are uh, heading into, or we are in the midst of of Lent here. We're in the in kind of right around the middle of Lent now, and uh, I I think praying with the scriptures is a fantastic topic to get us going. Uh, you know, with gusto into our second half of Lent. 
So, um, Father, let's just start with basics. Um, for those who aren't familiar with the whole concept or process of praying with the Scriptures, what are some of the ways we might do it? How do we get into it? Mm, that's a great question. Um, I think when we, we think of Scriptures, uh, we reflect back to um, the reality that, there's, there's a, uh, that God is, is the divine author. And so, you know, we could look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, or, you know, the, the writings of the New Testament, or we go back to the Old Testament. Um, and, and there are human authors, you know, so there are those who've written the stories down, whether it's individually or as a community, or whether, you know, there had been an oral tradition and it was captured down in, in writing. Um, there is a human element, but also, you know, fundamentally, um, God is the, the divine author. And so the Holy Spirit has been inspiring, has been coming up within the human authors. And so um, there, there's, a, there's a deeper message which is coming up, that divine message which is otherworldly. God's bringing his kingdom into this world. And so when we approach um, the scriptures, when we approach this sacred ground, this holy ground, it's being mindful of, of that and giving space for God um, to help us to uncover, to discover, to enter into the mystery of his living word. And so in a similar way as, as that human author would write down those inspirations from God, as a reader uh, today, when we approach sacred scripture, we could also invite God to be, be the one who's leading us. And so there's that uh, there's that deep relationship that we have with God. And so those deep mysteries or, or what God has for us today, he could be speaking through that word um, and then and touch our hearts and, and be leading us in a, in a really beautiful, intimate way. Hmm. And I think that that's a great, a great point right there, Father, is uh, it seems like when we open up the scriptures, especially surrounding times that we have set aside specifically for prayer, we're really opening up our our lives and our our ears to the guidance of God in our prayers. Now, I I'm I don't I'm not pointing at anybody more than I am myself here, but I will say that sometimes when I go to prayer, for instance, I will find that I go in with my laundry list. Right, I, I go in and say, well, these are the things I want to cover in prayer. And yeah, there's a good sure. amount of intercession for others, but yeah, there's some for myself and my own spiritual growth. And I might talk about how. You know, I'm sorry for these things that I that I mm. didn't do well yesterday, or, or something like that. But um, mm. yeah, praying with the scriptures seems to, as you were just indicating, seems to be uh, seems to invite the Lord to lead rather than me just coming in with my checklist. <laughs> sure. Well, I think going in with a checklist is a is a beautiful way to begin, and and God's gonna um, receive us wherever we are. Um, you know, I, I, I love confession because, you know, God is, is using sin actually to be a, a place of encounter. And so we come in with our sins, and it could be the most horrible sin, and yet God is still there to meet us with mercy, love, compassion, with tenderness. And so if we come in with, with the sin, he's going to forgive us. He'll reconcile us to himself and to that that relationship with him. If we come into prayer with our laundry list of things that we have, our agendas, <laughs> things the way that we would like to reshape the world uh, in our image, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, you know, God's going to receive us with that. And he may not answer 
uh, every single um, list or give us the answer that we want, but he's going to meet us and then hopefully he's, he's going to draw us in, into something, into a place much deeper. Um, there's, I think it's important also, Patrick, when we um, approach Scripture, you know, Psalm 36, hmm. uh, verse 10. I think this is a beautiful way of, um, of approaching Scripture. And I'll actually go back to the previous verse 9. So 36, 9. It says, they feast on the rich food of your house. From your delightful stream, you give them drink. For with you is the fountain of life. And this is the kicker. And in your light, we see light. In your light, we see light. In God's light, God gives us light. And and then we could actually see. And so it's with God's own grace, it's with God's own light that we could start to enter into the mystery of the scripture, that we could start to see and understand things, even in our own lives or the happenings of the world, according to God's own vision, his own understanding. Right, right. And what a beautiful portrait that is, too, in saying that God who illumines everything is going to allow us to open our open our eyes to what he has to show us. And uh, yeah, Psalm 36, verse 10, thank you for that. Uh, appreciate that, Father. And I, and I do want to actually then follow that up with a question that, now I get the question sometimes, I'm a, I serve as a director of religious education in my parish, and so I will get people coming up to ask me, well, if I want to, if I want to start reading the Bible, where do I start? And uh, I, I, I would feel like I have some pretty ready answers uh, to that, depending on the person and what their interests are, et cetera. But, but um, I don't know if I have a ready answer. And so I'm interested in your opinion on this, Father. If someone came up to me and said, "Well, Patrick, I'd like to start praying with the scriptures." What scripture should I use to pray? And you've you've given us, you know, Psalm thirty six nine and ten, great great mm-hmm. verses to meditate upon. But what would you say in response to that question, Father? Well, that's a great question, <laughs> and there's no wrong answer. I think just the question itself is a beautiful place to start. That desire, um, I, I think, is already, um, you know, just a, a beautiful opening. You know, someone once said that with scripture. There, it's a privileged place of encountering God. When we read Scripture, it's a privileged place of encountering God. And so, um, that being said, you know, for someone who is uh, coming and, and longing to uh, to grow in their relationship, you know, one of the, the places could be um, uh, the letters of John. And, and those are so beautiful. Um, a, a friend of mine, I, I actually asked him this question recently, and that's where he suggested. He, he says, oh, well, you know, the, the letters of John he finds so beautiful um, because they're, it's really, you know, it's, it's kind of like at the end of John's life. And so here he was as, as a young apostle, the, the youngest of the apostles, spending time with, with Jesus. You know, Scripture says that he rested his head at the Last Supper, he re- John rested his head against the chest of Jesus and could feel his heart beat. They say that's where the beginning of the, the devotion to the Sacred Heart came. It's from John. Yeah. And so someone who's in, in that deep union and, and love with, with Jesus, um, 
you know, he had gone through, he had seen him crucified. There is the Johannine community. And, and so then here, here John is at the end of his life. And so the message becomes just so concentrated, so potent. It's just so focused on the love of God. And it's his letters as he's writing back to the community. He's like, let me just tell you what it's all about. Let's just cut right to the chase. And then in the beginning of the scriptures, he just speaks about, you know, who God is and, and, and the love. Uh, so that would be a great place. You could also start with the Gospel of Mark. It's it's dynamic. It's moving. It's short. Uh, there's an encounter with Christ. And so you really just get the Gospel message in, in just a very concentrated form. Um, and then, you know, also the, the Psalms. Um, I think the Psalms really are uh, the depths of humanity. Um they cover, you know, the darkness, the abandonment of life, the struggles that we experience. But then there's also the rejoicing. There's the joy. There's the longing for how things were yesterday. There's the hope of, of how things may be in the future. And, you know, especially with the the suffering and the confusion of our world today, uh, I think there's never a more important time to turn to the Psalms. So there's, I, I think those would be, you know, maybe three areas to jump in, the the Psalms, the Gospel of Mark, and the letters of St. John. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you, Father. Great suggestions. How about you? Do you have suggestions for where people might start in praying with the Scriptures? Maybe there's a particular Scripture that has spoken to you once or more than once throughout your prayer life. Maybe you've seen the Lord address certain things in your life through a particular passage of Scripture Give us a call and join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Our number here at The Inner Life is 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Or you can send us an email, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we'll take a look at some of the well-founded practices of praying with the Scriptures with our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard. We'll be right back. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. We are back here on The Inner Life. My name is Patrick Conley. Glad to be with you as we are talking today about praying, but praying specifically with the scriptures with our Spiritual Director, Father Ethan Southern of the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, pastor of St. John Hughes Church in Chatsworth, California. And if you have a specific scripture that has really stood out to you, particularly in your prayer life, if you engage with a particular scripture passage over and over again, or you find it always feeds you in your prayer life, or if you have a regular habit of praying with the scriptures, and that has come to mean something very important to you in your life of faith, give us a call. Join the conversation. 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Well, Father, uh, I know that praying with the Scriptures is not a it's not a new thing in the life of the Church, um, and so it's been given to us in, in in many forms and fashions over the centuries. But specifically, one of the things most familiar, I'm guessing, to a lot of Catholics is something called Lexio Divina. Do you want to kind of give us some explanation about Lexio Divina? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, there's as with all of our spiritual practices, there's adaptations and there's you know different ways of fitting it into your life and so I, I think we can look back to kind of the the classic or the the traditional 
practices, and then you could you could take it and adapt it uh, for how it fits in your life. But with Lexia Divina, the, the the classic Lexia Divina comes from the Carthusian uh, Guigo, and there's basically four steps. I think today we we may even add a fifth. Uh, but the first would be uh, Lexio, which is reading, and so you read the scripture. And then the second step would be meditatio, uh, and that's meditation uh, on the scripture. So you, 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 so you read the scripture, then you meditate upon it. Uh, oratio is prayer related to it. And then the, the final one, uh, at least in the traditional sense, would be contemplatio. Mm-hmm. There, there's a resting and there's a union. And so there, there's a difference between uh, the, the meditation and contemplation. Uh, contemplation is just, it's the resting and, and allowing God to speak to us. And so we can kind of med- meditating, it's, it's our own action, it's our own thoughts. It's like, a, you know, maybe like a Ignatian exercise of entering into that picture. You know, we meditate on it. But contemplation is just a resting mm-hmm. and it's allowing God to draw us into union. So then a fifth step uh, that people add often is, is axio, which is putting whatever that prayer is into action. And so just a simple way that I like to do um, with Lexu Divina would be, I, I would say, uh, just a small prayer, invite the Holy Spirit into the space, being mindful that the Holy Spirit is the divine author, and, and allow God to speak to me you know, in this, this meeting this meeting place. And then I'll read the, the passage, whatever passage you take. It could be the daily reading. It could be the gospel for the weekend, or if there's just another passage uh, that you want to um, really allow God to speak to you with, you could take that, that short little passage, and I read it three times. And, and I really just, I, I invite God, I say, you know, speak to me, give me a word or a phrase, you know, that you would like to speak to me with. And, and so with that word or that phrase that comes up, you know, I just allow God to speak to me. Um, and then I read it through, you know, just the first time, just a, a short reading. Um, maybe that word or phrase comes. And then I, I, once that comes to me, I, I, I kind of like chew on it. You could think of like how a cow just really, it's like out in the field just eating the grass. They just kind of chew on that grass. They chew on it and they chew on it. They just really savor it. You know, and then you, you let it come down. Uh, and then you read it again. And then maybe there's something that God is speaking to me through that word or that phrase in a special way for me today. You know, what it, out of everything that's happening in my life, in the world, what is the message that God has for me today? And I just give a little bit of space for, for God to speak through that. And maybe on the final reading, you know, maybe there's a way that that God would like me to bring that action? Uh, is there a response? Is there something that you'd like me to do? And, and whether it's in my life or something in the world, or maybe it's, you know, a relationship, a troubled relationship, you know, that I might have, how, you know, should I make a phone call or should I just let it rest for a while and be okay with it? Um, but, but I think that's just a, just a little form, but, you know, you could take five, 10 minutes a day with that. Yeah. Um, and if, if we're halfway through Lent, you know, maybe this is a little spiritual practice we could pick up. If we're looking for something else to add, 
uh, you know, during these weeks, that might be something to do five, 10 minutes a day. Hmm. Yeah, I like it. It's a, it's a great little challenge for us to keep up our Lenten practices and to, to grow in our practice of prayer throughout this, the season of Lent. So yeah, thank you for that, Father. Great overview there. Um, let's take a phone call if we, if we could. Let's go to Pam, who's calling in from Lexington, Kentucky. Pam, welcome to The Inner Life. Uh, good morning. I just wanted to say what Father just said was absolutely uh, dead on because that's exactly what I do every single day. I read the scripture and because I can't go to Mass all the time, but I read the scripture and I read it again and something always pops out for me. And that, mm. therefore, I go from there. And just what you said was absolutely certain. Per- perfect. Thank you. Pam, wow, that's incredible. Have Have you noticed any way that um, that since you've started praying with the scriptures this way, have you have you noticed anything happen in your life, or have you felt peace, or have has there been any time where you felt um, kind of a, a call to action? Well, I have to say that I'm well up into my 80s, and I, uh, I, I just like the idea of reading Scripture, and it's, mm. I'm trying, like you say, to develop more of a, what it means for me to pray when I pray. <laughs> exactly what did, did Jesus say when he <laughs> talked to his Father and, and that sort mm. of thing, and what do I do, and the Psalms and the Scriptures mean a lot to me. Just mm. reading it every single day. That's beautiful. I cannot man. always I, go to mass. I think that's a, a beautiful way for you. Even if you know we we can't go to mass, whether it's because of our own schedule or, you know, I, I know many of us um, in Los Angeles, it's it's we have a church every couple miles, but you know, many in many parts of the country, you know, there may be uh, it may be a, a great distance to be able to go to church. So if we can't make it to church every day, um, we can still have that encounter, that that holy place with God. Pam, I love how you just said, you know, how Jesus would speak. Jesus would listen to his heavenly Father. You know, the Gospel of Luke emphasizes that again and again and again, that Jesus would, would take time to pray. He would stay up late at night. He would wake up early in the morning. He would withdraw himself and go to a deserted place so that he could be listening, he could be in that communion with his Heavenly Father. That's beautiful, Pam. It is indeed. Wonderful story, Pam. Thank you for calling in and and sharing that with us, giving us some some encouragement and inspiration for our continued journey of Lent. If you have a story, if you have a way that scriptures have really impacted your prayer life, if there's some encouragement to be found there that you'd like to share with uh, other faithful Catholics during this Lenten season, please give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Well, let's go from Pam from Lexington, Kentucky, to Calvin, who's calling in from Redlands, California. Calvin, welcome to The Inner Life. Thank you. Good morning. What a fabulous radio station to listen to. I, <laughs> I You know, I just found you guys recently, and I... I am just, I'm just thrilled. I get insight and get to pray, and it's wonderful. That's wonderful. Thank you, Calvin. Um, I was, Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. 
And I just keep learning more and more from this scripture. So many wonderful things, you know, myself and my family are very, very blessed. We, um, we actually have a dear friend, Father Michael Manning, God rest his soul, he's passed away now, but he had a TV show um, on TBN, and he interviewed myself and my wife one time. Mm. And when it was all done, uh, he named the show Miracle Upon Miracle. And, and the reason for that was the blessings that God has poured out upon us and the, and the struggles and things we've gone through. And I just keep reaching back to Matthew because Matthew teaches us that the kingdom and his righteousness, well, his righteousness is his son, right? And all things shall be added unto you means not just great stuff, it means all things. So I was just hoping to get your insight on that and see if I'm on the right track. <laughs> Thank you, Calvin. It, well, it sounds like you're on a great track to me, miracle upon miracle. And I think that's the, the foundation, isn't it? You know, seek first the kingdom and everything will be given unto you. It, it reminds me of, of St. Francis of Assisi. Um, you know, he sought the kingdom. He sought first the kingdom, and you know the he he placed the the gospel as the foundation of his way of life. So everything that he was doing, he was just living that gospel as you're sharing, Calvin. He was seeking first the kingdom, and it didn't mean that all of a sudden everything was going to, you know, to be this prosperity or this great way of of life. You'd have riches upon riches. No, he he cast those away. And so it, everything else came to him, the suffering and the struggle and the temptations and being misunderstood. Um, and yet, seeking first the kingdom of God, that kingdom of God, that the righteousness of God, the grace of God supported him and carried him through. And he had, as, as Pope Francis now uh, speaks today, of the joy of the gospel. That joy radiated out through him and, and through his whole way of life. So much that there would be thousands upon thousands of people that, that wanted to imitate this way of life, that wanted to take this way of life for their own. So, Calvin, that's beautiful that uh, you're being inspired in that way and, and that you have that passage, um, it sounds, as the foundation of your life. Mm. Yep. And uh, it's, it's you know, you we, you have these things we call, or at least... Uh, I've heard them called life verses, that uh, they are something that we rest upon, we come back to time and time again, and uh, they certainly form part of our prayer life as well as we continue to meditate on these verses that come up again and again. So, Calvin, thank you for sharing that with us, and a great reminder to seek first the kingdom of God. Let's go from Calvin to Regina, who's calling in from Washington, D.C. Regina, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, thanks. Yeah, I have a question. Uh, when, when prayers just seem so one-sided, not hearing anything from God, even though I wait, the Gospels seem uh, pretty impersonal, and so dryness uh, for many years now. Mm. Well, uh, thank you, Regina. Um, dryness, you know, the the, the desolation... Uh, is a part of our our spiritual life too, and 
you know, even Jesus on the cross, we hear him, you know, quoting scripture. He's quoting the Psalms. He says, you know, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And so even uh, in that moment of abandonment or dryness or just feeling like, God, where are you? Um, that was coming at the pinnacle of his ministry, the pinnacle of his life, the pinnacle of all of salvation history as he was dying on the cross. And yet, even at the, the greatest height of a spirituality, there was the greatest darkness. Um, so I don't know everything else that's happening in your life or in your prayer, but um, Regina or, you know, the the broader context of it, um, but just from the little that you shared just now, I would encourage you that even in those difficult moments, um, as you were mentioning the Psalms, um, you know, even going to the Psalms, you know, David felt uh, abandoned and confused and he felt like he had really just um, lost his way. And, and yet um, there is always kind of this twist <laughs> where where God's love comes through. Even after the darkness, there is um, the morning light. You know, even after um, the crucifixion, there is the resurrection. So I just encourage you, Regina, just to keep uh, keep God's hope and and faith, and even in those difficult moments or, or the dry moments where maybe you don't feel anything. And if I may, Regina, while we've got you on the line, I'd love to ask: Have you or are the scriptures a regular part of your prayer life as well? Do you turn to the scriptures or do you pray with the scriptures regularly? Well, I do have to thank God. Occasionally, in recent years, in a dream, I've been guided to say, look into Colossians and Romans. So, so I've done that, but it's like been there, done that, and um, you know, the dryness. I have always been hoping that oh, it's a long dark night of the soul, but but after like forty years, come on now, you know, <laughs> and um. I guess depression depression has been part of it, but it's more like a dysphemia where it's a, a low grade thing and you know, I'm certainly not deliberately sinning. I you know, I look at that, God, you know, what am I doing wrong and all that, but I don't know. There's um Regina, you know, Jesus he, he thirsted, so there's this this dryness that you speak of and Jesus experienced that dryness. He thirsted. And so we as a body of Christ, we as as his body, we thirst too. And so uh, I encourage you, you were mentioning the dark night, uh, you know, St. John of the Cross. And, and he wrote, uh, he says, the father spoke one word, which was his son. And this word, he always speaks in eternal silence. And in silence, it must be heard by the soul. In silence must it be heard by the soul. And so there's there's that thirsting, there's that that silence uh, which we're being drawn into. And so, yeah, I encourage you on on this this way. Um, we we I thirst with you too. Um, I, I I experience dryness and and darkness, and we as the body of Christ, we're participating in the Word. We become it, and we thirst. So thank you, Regina, on the behalf of the body of Christ for, as St. Paul says, for um, for bearing 
this burden of the cross. Amen. And Father, yeah, that's just what I was thinking as well. Regina, Regina thank you so much for your honesty and for your vulnerability on air because that's, uh, that's you know, it's something that we're all going to encounter to one degree or another is this sense of dryness in prayer at some point. And uh, I guess the only thing that's popping to mind for me is that perhaps, you know, well, just remembering that Jesus himself called out from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And um, sometimes when those periods, especially extended periods of dryness hit, that's what I want to say. And um, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, our prayers are with you, Regina. Thank you for calling in and being part of the conversation. If you have a, a story from your own life, something that perhaps you're struggling with when it comes to praying and incorporating the scriptures into your prayer life, if you have a way that the scriptures have inspired you or perhaps helped you to move out of a place of dryness in your prayer life, call in, join the conversation, 888 Again, 888 Let's go uh, now to Carolyn from Sacramento, California. Carolyn, welcome to The Inner Life. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Um, I was just going to say that um, early on in COVID, when the um, churches were closed and they weren't having mass in person, um, I had asked our parish priest where I could find the daily readings. And so he directed me to the USCCB website, and, um, and you can subscribe there. And it's like the first email I get every day when I get up in the morning, the daily readings are there. And on a regular basis, they also send a Lecto Divino. Um, I'm not sure if that's weekly or maybe it's every other week it comes. Um, but it just is kind of a centering um, tool that I've been using um, for the last couple of years now. And, um, and I really enjoy it. It's just a really, I can read it first thing in the morning or I can, you know, read it as I'm laying in bed at night or whatever at any point during the day where I'm just like, oh, this day just feels like it's out of control or off track. And then I'm like, wait, I haven't, I haven't read the day's readings yet. That's what I need to do. And it, it's just really helpful. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Carolyn, that's, <laughs> you know, uh, I think that's going back to Regina too, you know, out of those, the darkness, you know, the church is closing. Uh, and so in, in one sense, that could be, you know, the, the worst thing for our spirituality, um, you know, being closed off. Uh, and yet, Carolyn, you found um, this this beautiful gift, even in that darkness, which it, it sounds to me like, you know, you're growing even more uh, spiritually. You're, you're drawing it with those daily readings. Um, that's, that's incredible. So I, thank you for... Uh, for sharing that and and um, just for opening up that resource, you know, to those yeah. who may not have been aware. Exactly, it's a great it's a great uh, point that there are that there are resources out there to help us, especially in in growing in our knowledge of the scriptures, our understanding of the scriptures, and then applying the scriptures to our prayer life as well. And uh, yeah, usccb.org. I'm I'm on it right now, actually, and uh, I'm frequently on it as well. So, Carolyn, thank you for that. We're going to take a short break. We've got more of your phone calls right after this as we're speaking about praying with the Scriptures with our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks go out to our producer, Nick Sentovich, and Thomas Angusser, who's taking your phone calls today, and our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southern, the pastor of St. John Hughes Church in Chatsworth, California, as today we are speaking about praying the scriptures or praying with the scriptures. And Father, I know that there's a particular passage from the Gospel of John that is meaningful to you, John chapter 7. Um, I've got it here, just a, a brief uh, clip from it anyway. On the last day of the feast, I believe this is the Feast of Tabernacles. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that. But the great day, Jesus stood up and proclaimed, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. And uh, I'm just thinking, I mean, this this has come to mean something to you, I know, Father. Do you want to expound upon that a little bit more? Sure. Um, yeah, as our as our parish was preparing, um, just reflecting on on Lent, our parish leadership, we went on a retreat and we spent time and we were, um, you know, praying and, and reflecting and um, we we were this image, the Samaritan woman, um, you know, she came and she was thirsty too. I'm just thinking of Regina, right? You know that that dryness that she experienced. Um, and and so the Samaritan woman comes to the well, and and Jesus has this encounter uh, with her, and and she says, you know, he says, you know, give me a drink, and she says, well, get, <laughs> why can't you get one yourself? Right. And and uh, he says, you know, if if you knew the, he says, you give me a drink, I'll give you a drink. You come here, you're thirsty, but but the the water that I have this this life-giving water. He says, you drink from this, you're never going to thirst again. And so there's this, there's this back and forth and you could see it's almost, you know, the, the well within the woman is being primed. You could see the living waters coming up within her. And so we, and, and so then she leaves after that encounter, she runs off and she goes to tell everyone that Jesus is the Messiah and her whole life has changed. And so we were reflecting on that scripture if you haven't seen the the TV series The Chosen, I highly encourage you all to. Uh, you can get it on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's The Chosen. It's it's a mini series on the life of Jesus and his disciples. And so we reflected on this. It's season one. It's episode eight. There, it's this beautiful ten minutes of of film. And so we reflected on that. And then we re, re, as our, our parish leadership team. You know, this scripture started just welling up within us. John uh, chapter 7, uh, verse 38. And so if, if you believe, you know, Jesus is saying, you know, anyone who thirsts, come to me and drink, and rivers of living water will come up within you. Out of your heart, out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. That's the promise that God gives to each of us. So whatever dryness we may be experiencing, whatever suffering we may be experiencing, whatever persecution we may be experiencing, Jesus promises us that he will be with us, and not just with us, that his life it will be coming up within us. This show, it's, it's the inner life. That's the promise that God gives us, that we too have his inner life the, the inner life that's in the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Spirit that they share, that is our inheritance. And so we, God is inviting us to allow those 
those rivers of living water to bubble up from within us and then to pour out. And so then in, in those moments of, of suffering or, or the struggling or even like Carolyn had mentioned, you know, we start to hear the difficulty that we have. Paul speaks about this in Colossians one twenty four, and he says, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ on behalf of his body, which is the church. And so as that, that inner life, as those living waters start to bubble up within us, Paul is saying he rejoices when the sufferings come because he knows that it's just helping to, to clean out the pipes. Hmm. He's just making, making more space so that those rivers of living water can start to, to actually irrigate and start to go out into the rest of the body of the church, to, to go out into the rest of the world. And it's coming through an inner life. It's not being imposed. It's not being preached upon. It's not being told. It's not coming from the outside. But these rivers are actually starting to irrigate and starting to flow from within. And all of a sudden, as that living water starts to go out through a world which is parched and dry and thirsting for peace and justice, it starts to receive that. Yeah. And, but it's happening on the inside. Yeah. And that's a great reminder, Father, too, that uh, it is it is in the Lord's wisdom and in the divine economy mm. that uh, when we are so refreshed that we begin, we begin to be, be refreshers of others as well. And uh, yeah, as you said, going back to Regina and her phone call about, about a long spell of dryness, you know, um, mm. not only just uh, turning to the scriptures, but also, you know, turning to, turning to other baptized believers who are around her who can be that, those springs of living water, who can be those channels of, of God's grace of his living water to those around him. So great story, Father, great way of applying a scripture and seeing how it really inspired um, inspired you and your congregation and, and just seeing that happen. Let's go back to the phones now to Jenny, who's calling in from Henderson, Nevada. Jenny, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, thank you for having me. Sure. So, yes, I just wanted to comment um, uh, about my own experience with reading the scriptures. I was a little bit lazy, not because I didn't want to read them, but because um, I didn't understand. I would read and I would be like, oh, English is my second language. So when I would read it, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I will go back to Spanish, but still the same thing. You know, I didn't understand a lot of things. So one day um, I was looking on YouTube and I found um, Catholic movies and uh, the Gospel mm. of John, the Gospel of Matthew, Ruth, Jonas, right? So I said, okay, I'll give this a try. So I watched the whole, and you know, the Gospel of John was four hours and Matthew, uh, the Gospel of Matthew was also four hours. Ruth was two hours. So I will watch and then I will go back and read the whole thing. I got hooked on the Bible. Once I will watch the movie, I will go and read the whole chapter or the whole um, uh, book, and I was able to understand a lot. And um, and then the other thing um, that I wanted to comment on is uh, I am very blessed here, uh, even though I have to drive 25 miles um, only because my daughter goes to a Catholic school and is the only Catholic school in Las Vegas area. Um, I drive every day to go drop her off, and then after I stop at uh, Christ the King Church, and I go there to Mass every single day, uh, whenever she's going to school, um, 
and I'm just very blessed, you know, because there, I know I was hearing that there's a lot of people that can go or didn't during the pandemic. Um, so I go there and that's my 40 days. Uh, I have a 40 day nonstop going to mass, taking communion, offering it for, um, you know, reparation of the two hearts. And um, I love it because I can still take this um, or the Eucharist in the mouth and on my knees. So it's, I'm very blessed. So I just wanted to come in on that. Hmm. Wow. Thank you, Jenny. Um, I loved how you said that you were lazy <laughs> or you felt lazy. <laughs> There's Psalm uh, 127. And, um, you know, he says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, in vain does the guard keep watch. It is vain for you to rise early and put off your rest at night, to eat bread earned by hard toil. All this, all this, God gives to his beloved while they sleep. While they sleep. So I just, I love um, how you were just talking about that, Jenny. Even if, you know, you may not understand or um you know, there there may be that trouble. God is, is giving his blessings to us. He's giving his graces to us. Just like a little flower like Saint Therese talks about. She says we, we just we be love. Just be love. We don't have to work for it. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to do do prove it. Just be love. We're just a little flower in God's garden. Yeah, a great reminder, too, and a great uh, great encouragement that, yeah, if you have trouble getting into the Scriptures, sometimes a little visual aid there from, from Catholic videos can be mm-hmm. helpful. Uh, and mm-hmm. you recommended The Chosen Father, and uh, Jenny is talking about watching YouTube videos to help us get into it, and then, and then to embrace the Scriptures in, in a new way, to see ourselves in the scene. Let's go from Jenny, and, well, probably right next door to her in Las Vegas there, Evelyn is calling in. Evelyn, welcome to The Inner Life. Hello, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. And yes, I do have, um, uh, I got into a really wonderful way of praying scripture by just because for years, I'm 70 years old, like for 67, 68 years, I've really experienced just nothing but it's not really spiritual dryness, but but taking my prayer life for granted, like it's something like an obligation. I need to get it over and done with. I didn't pray today. Let me better rush to prayer while I'm doing this, this, and that. And and it, it was. It's really a meaningless relationship with with my Lord. And after a while, I I I thought about: Is there really something more than this than what I'm doing? Praying, going to mass. It's just so routine and regular and ordinary and lo and behold during pandemic i got a i got an invitation on text that says evelyn we've been thinking about you we know you've left the parish but we've started the lord teach me to pray group and it's the ignatian way of prayer and i thought this is very intense but if i don't have to travel and and uh, just be zoom zooming in, I can handle it. So mm. I started zooming in, and it was like a twelve week of prayer session one, and it's just like I discovered something within me. It's like 
a little flower or a, a fig. I the fig tree where this fig tree hasn't bloomed for or bear fruit for years and. Wow, Evan. Let me let me just jump in here just for a second because um, we're we're running a little bit low on time. Sorry about that. But uh, Father, any responses to to that about the specifically the Ignatian style of prayer? Mm, Well, thank you, Evelyn. Um, Yeah, I I think the Ignatian style of prayer that's that's beautiful. Um, You know, to to enter in, you know, with with our imagination. you know, to cultivate as Evelyn, as you were, you were just starting to share to cultivate the garden, um, and and God does lead us through you know the different different uh, periods of prayer or styles of prayer. Um, you know, there there could be dryness, could even be a sign of, of moving into another type of prayer of, of contemplation. Mm. Um, but that like, fruit, it sounds like you're bearing fruit. God is bearing right. fruit in you, Evelyn. So congratulations, right. it's beautiful. Yeah, thank you for that, Evelyn. And Father, even before we let you go, if you could give us your blessing, please. Sure. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God continue to bless you, to fill you with his fruit, and may rivers of living water flow from your heart. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Ethan Southerd, our spiritual director today, thank you for joining us, Father. Coming up next, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass with Father Looney. And join us tomorrow here on The Inner Life for Lent with the Saints. And don't forget, Ten Commandments, March 28th through 30th. God bless you.